Hi, welcome back. This is episode five of BQ Chats. It's a little different this time. I have my friend Darren here. He's been a mentor to me through my, what is it, seven, eight years, seven, seven years of coaching. Yeah, seven seven years. years of coaching. Um, he's been there the whole way since the first year I uh, started. He was coaching his son. Um, he's from Goreville, Illinois. He goes to mm-hmm. church in Heron, Illinois. Right. So really excited. He's in town for our district finals, which we just had. I'm sure we can chat about that. Um, but he wanted to come on and kind of reverse roles a little bit. So I'm going to do, we're going to do some questions for you. And then you really wanted to ask me some questions for some reason. I think it's only fair. You get to ask everybody else all these questions. You should have to sit in the hot seat a little bit. Well, I'm excited. I think it'll be a lot of fun. So, uh, first question, let's just get to know you a little bit. Tell about, tell us about your quiz career and, uh, you know, what were things like back when you were quizzing and how are things different now? Well, my, my quiz career was very short. It was one year. Um, I graduated high school. And, and as soon as I graduated high school, my brother and sister had quizzed the year prior. And so I, you know, was looking honestly for something with a little bit to uh, get my competitive juices going again. And so uh, I tried Bible quizzing and I quizzed for one year over the Book of Romans. Um, we had a very good year. Um, I like to tell people that I was probably the best quizzer ever that nobody's ever heard about. Uh, but no, it was a great year. I had a good time. Um, and so from that point then, I started coaching um, that team and uh, kind of been hooked on it ever since. Um, you know, I was listening to your last podcast, Brother Votal, you guys talking about some differences of the things that they did now and then. And it, it was very different. And you guys hit on a lot of those. There was one thing I, I wanted to add to that, though. And I think. Um, when you talk about question types, which you guys hit on a lot of them, one thing that they don't have now that they did then is now everything is how many parts it is, right? Two part, three part, four part, five part. Back then it was just a multiple. It was just, it was, okay, question number 20 is a multiple question worth 30 points. Okay, (laughs) good luck. Wow. Uh, So that's one change that is pretty significant that uh, people tend to forget about. Do you know when that changed? I don't know when that changed. And I was away from the Bible quizzing for a little while, and it was different when I came back. Um, But that makes a big difference, you know. Now, of course, the way they wrote questions was also a little different to try to help you with that. Uh, But, yeah, it was a big difference. Um, And the other thing I'd say that's probably the most different now to me is – there are a lot more teams that are sort of into the science of quizzing on the technical side. Didn't have as much of that back then. Um, it was there, but it wasn't as prevalent. And so I feel like there's probably a lot more people now. Of course, as you and Brother Votaw touched on, last when, when I was a quizzer, it was all about buzzer speed. Right. That was your advantage, right? And so now that there's really no advantage in that, right, hitting that buzzer as fast as you can, going through a roll of duct tape every, every <laughs> Bible quiz tournament, um, so now that that's gone, I think people have started to look for other advantages and you find yourself dissecting questions and trying to get into the science of interrupting and all those things. And I think there's a lot more of that now. Than there was it's actually interesting. Travis Augustus uh, messaged me after the Jimmy Vota podcast and said that he had talked to someone that told him that Brother Walker said that the reason they went away from the slap buzzers to the handheld buzzers was because there was a, uh, a girl that was blind that was quizzing, and he felt like because of her disability, she was at a disadvantage hitting the buzzer, the slap buzzer. So they decided to go with the handheld to kind of, 
even the playing field for anyone, which uh, I thought was a great reason. Right. It was a great reasoning to do that. So that was very interesting. Thank you, Travis. Um, yeah, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, purely from a selfish standpoint, I really liked hitting that buzzer. <laughs> but I certainly understand that. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a good move. All right. So um, what are your biggest takeaways as a quiz from your quiz from your time as a quizzer? Well, like I said, it was only a year. Um, but really, I think my biggest takeaway from that is, I, you know, now I know that quizzing is awesome because it really helps people get into the word and it sort of uses that competitive side of, of kids, of teenagers, to for a good end, you know, for a good purpose, gets them in the word. But when I was a quizzer, I didn't get that at all. Man, I didn't care. I was just I was just out to compete and to win, and that's what I wanted. Um, and so, what I think was my biggest takeaway from my time was just the knowledge of the word, because years later, that still comes back. It still comes back. It never goes away. And I and I've talked to a lot of coaches over the last several years that you know you get discouraged, right? When it doesn't seem like your kids are really getting it, um, you get discouraged. You feel you feel like I'm not seeing any progress. I'm not seeing them do anything. But I guess my sort of testimony in the Bible quizzing world is you may not see the result. You, you, you brother Philip, may never actually physically see, you know, the, the manifestation of the work that you put in and the fruit that comes from that. But that doesn't mean it won't happen um, because those verses that I learned that year that I did nothing with them except compete. But for the years since then, they have guided me so many times I can't count um, and just that knowledge that was there, God was able to pull that up at the right time, in the right place. Um, and it's, it's just been an amazing thing, even for that one year. Of course, Romans is a fantastic study. So I think that's probably my biggest takeaway from that, is that there is value to it, even though it may not appear that way at the time. It sometimes comes later. Yeah, I would say that I'm a similar. I have a similar story in uh, in my case. I think, except I I wasn't I wasn't a great quizzer, and I didn't put in the time like I needed to. But I I fell in love with quizzing in a different way, and that came back later whenever I had the chance to coach, and it all came flooding back. And I had the great memories of quizzing and being in the Word of God, and. Uh, that kind of made me jump into it. I'm sure we'll talk about some of that. We stuff will later. definitely <laughs> talk about some of that stuff later. Um, so what made you decide to get your son into quizzing, you know, and when did that happen? And um, when, yeah, when did you start coaching your, have your coaching journey? So you coach your sister. I coached my sister and my brother for a couple of years. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, we, that team that I coached when I was a Bible quizzer, we quizzed for Goreville, which is where we live. Um, but the year after that, my family moved to Heron, Illinois. So my sister and brother started quizzing with that team. And that year, 1990, they actually won nationals that year. Um, and so their coach had a job that he couldn't get away from a lot of times. So me and another lady would sort of rent a coach, and we would travel all over the place. We went to Louisiana. We went to, at that time, Jonesboro, Arkansas had a great big tournament. We went all over the place, you know, traveling with them, coaching with them. And so I really fell in love with coaching at that point. I learned a ton of stuff during that year, and I, and I fell in love with it. Um, and then so – you know, life happens sometimes, um, and we kind of got away. We moved out of state, and things happened. But when we, we came back, we started a family in Goreville. And then just a few years ago, my sister um, 
got a burden to revive the Bible quiz program in our church at Heron at West Monroe. It had a very rich history, but had been dormant for a while. And so to support her, um, I, we got Grayson involved. Um, and honestly, you know, Grayson, for those of you that know him, you know this. If you don't, he's not a particularly athletic person. That's just not his thing. But he is, he's got a very good skill set. And so I was kind of looking for something for us to do together, you know, to have that. With my oldest, we kind of had the whole – baseball thing you know but but with Grayson we didn't have that so I really wanted some something that father and son could do together you know and so we got into this quizzing thing and um best decision I ever made um and so obviously we've we've had a few good stories go along with us after that so he was a fantastic quizzer we really uh he really we competed against you your team for years Luke and Grayson for you guys and Sherwin and Avery for for our team and uh it was we always enjoyed it it just it never really felt like a big competition between us. it was just kind of friends quizzing against each yeah. other and having fun and we really together I think we built that just love for each other and preferring each other and uh, we had a lot of we have a lot I have a lot of great memories with my kids quizzing with your guys that's the beauty of this ministry right it, it really is I, I I've been involved in a lot of competitive things over the course of my life and I've never been in a situation like Bible quizzing where it is so openly anti-hostile. Right. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. that's probably not the best way to say that, but everybody roots for each other and it's a great thing to be involved with. I'm, I'm thrilled to have been a part of it. So um, we've, we know each other pretty well and um, I, yeah, you talk, well. you talked to me a lot when you were going through um something which was your son deciding not to quiz this year i still and, haven't forgiven him for that. <laughs> and your other quit luke um luke um, moving out of state right and so <clears throat> here you are thinking you had two more years with your team and then it's it's over just like right. that just unexpectedly so i know that was really tough on you and i understand i can't imagine i you know i can't imagine what it'd be like if sherwin and avery just stopped or moved or anything like that so tell us what it was like going through that and um and what it's been like moving on and keeping going well obviously that was tough right it was a challenge it was unexpected um but you know you raise your kids to be independent and strong and think for themselves and, and when they make decisions that you don't like you kind of can't take it back then you know so um so it was those initial feelings of you know sort of disappointment were difficult for sure um and to be honest with you, I kind of had been coaching long-term strategy-wise to thinking that, you know, these, these next two years we really had a shot. And I still think we had a, we had a good shot um, to, to take home a, a first-place trophy at Nationals. Um, but beyond that, it's just one of those things where you have to understand and sometimes you have to remind yourself of what success is in this ministry because it's easy to get caught up in some of the competitive aspects of it. You just remind yourself what success is. Um, and, and I, at the end of the day, I had a chance to coach two great young men for a long time that I love dearly. Um, and uh, I think they did a fantastic job. They grew as young men. They had a lot of success at the quiz board. Um, and so I feel like from a success standpoint, we had a very good ministry. Um, and I'm proud of that. And, and, you know, we've gained good friends along the way. 
Um, you all, of course, and the genes have just been amazing. And I love them. And so all of that put together, I guess I feel like if I thought anything other than how awesome it was instead of focusing what I could have had and, you know, what we could have been and weren't, I think it would be pretty selfish, to be honest with you. So I, I'm, I focus on those, you know, what does Paul tell us, right? What sort of things are true, pure, lovely, honest, good report. I know I misquoted that Bible quizzer, <laughs> but I got all the information in there. And this is an essence question. Think on those things. And so that's what I try to do. And, uh, you know, obviously both of those young men have bright futures ahead of them. I'm, I'm very honored to have been a part of their growth. I've had things in my life recently come unexpectedly to an end here and there. And it just kind of just reminded me that, you know, nothing on this earth is forever. Right. And, and, uh, and that we have to, to remember that and to, uh, to work for things eternal. It's temporary, isn't it? It is. It's all temporary. And we have to, we have to put our treasures in heaven and uh, live, live the right way here on earth. All right. So um, this is my last question for you before we kind of swip, flip-flop a little bit. But um, I'm really excited about this. We have the Illinois TOC yeah. in July. Right. And you... This was kind of your brainchild. It's an Illinois tournament, but this this is something that you brought up and promote, and you've done an excellent job. This is the fourth year. I think it's the fourth year. I think it's the fourth year, and they it's grown every year, and it's it's gotten more fun. We have a worship night on Friday, and we have games and basketball and all kinds of fun stuff, and then um, national quiz masters are going right. to come. And so, tell us more about that, and um, and uh, what that's going to be like this year. Well, like you said, we've had a great turnout, and it's grown every year, and, and we're, you know, um, believing for a, a bigger turnout this year even. And really what kind of drove it is, you know, a long time ago, Cincinnati used to have a tournament of champions. Um, but for whatever reason, that that uh, sort of faded out. Um, but there's a big event for juniors at Indianapolis every year for a tournament of champions. And so there really wasn't anything, you know, from a, from a big scale that, that – um, helped to prepare people for the national tournament. And so that's really kind of what drove the idea was just the seeing the need. Um, and so we started it one year and um, we're able to see it get a little bigger and a little bigger and a little bigger. And hopefully it does again this year. Um, and, and it's important to us to make sure that, that those people that do come have the ability to hear some of the national quiz masters to help prepare them, right? Some may not hear them that often. Um, so we're looking forward to a great time this year. It's going to be on the 12th and 13th of July this year. We've moved it back a weekend this year to facilitate some things. Um, but um, looking forward to a great time. Brother Russ Fulbert is going to be there with us this year as the main um, experience level quiz master. And Brother Jay Lytle will be there doing the main intermediate level quiz mastering this year. So it's going to be great. Tell us how y'all are planning on doing the questions. Because I know that it's in the middle of the summer and it's a few weeks away from nationals. And um, so we, you, we work on those questions, we being you work on those questions as much to get them in line to prep for nationals, right? Right. We, we buy questions from one of the question writers, um, that I think does a really good job of sort of writing questions along the same lines and in the same theme as, as brother Fober does, of course, nobody is him. Right. Right. Um, and he's, he's one of those kind of people that just sees things from a little different aspect and angle. And it's, it's very du difficult to duplicate just because he's so astute. 
Um, but we feel like that the question writer that we have does a really good job of that as well as anybody else. Um, and so what we'll do is we'll get those questions and then we have a couple of people, Sister Shayla and myself, you've been involved with that. And by the way, I'm going to ask you to do that again this year. Great. Uh, that we'll just kind of go through and, and just as a second set of eyes, right? Because no matter, and you write questions, so you know this, no matter how many times you look at your own questions, there's always something that gets by your own eyes. And so we will, um, we'll go through those and see if there's maybe one or two things that might be able to be worded maybe what we think is a little more like what Brother Fulbert would word it. And, and so just really spend a lot of time and effort trying to get those questions as close to what you would hear at Nationals as we can. Obviously, nothing is going to be a direct, uh, a direct mimic of that, but we try to do our best with that. Really excited. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a great time. The worship service last year and everything came together and, and just having a, a building of, wor of quizzers worshiping together That's is amazing. always special. Those are my favorite types of services. And then the, the games and the everything is, 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 it's great to see the quizzers fellowship. I know uh, a lot of quizzers I've talked to have said that, you know, their favorite people to hang out and play and right. play sports, play anything with They're just quizzer kids. They just have, they, they don't get to see each other very often. And when they do, it's just really special. And that's kind of what we try to make the Friday night about, right? right. We, it's about the devotion we spend. We don't, we don't want to rush through that. A lot of times I feel like when we go to tournaments because of the nature of having to get done and all of the things that have to get done, you find yourself having to kind of rush through a portion of it that I think is probably something that deserves the most attention and time. Which I think they did a great job at the Bayou Blast this year with making the Friday night. It's only for fun. Even though they had, you know, 30-something teams tournament to right. get through the next day, it's a priority to have that time for the kids to fellowship and have fun together. And I agree. I think, that's, I think that's great. I agree with that 100%. And that's what we do as well. So that Friday night is just – worship service orientation and fun time and then we come in first thing saturday morning and ready to go well awesome all right well now uh this is the first time i've ever done this but i'm going to kind of pass the baton to you and uh so are you nervous a little right. yeah okay. good you should be <laughs> nervous i've got some really hard questions for you here oh great um so obviously right you you do this all the time on the bq chat and honestly I thought it was only fair to flip the tables a little bit on you because really, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a good thing for people to get to know you. You've got a good story. You're obviously an excellent coach. You're an awesome guy. I think it's an awesome opportunity for some of your viewers and listeners to get a, get a chance to know you a little bit better. Um, and I'm going to start you off with the same question that you always start everybody else off with. Tell us a little bit about your Bible quizzing <laughs> career and how you got involved with Bible quizzing. Um, so, uh, Bible quizzing at POA, is, that's where I, I grew up in Louisiana, in Pineville, which is really close to Alexandria. So we always, I grew up going to the Pentecostals of Alexandria, and they had a quiz program for a number of years, and they had a lot of success up to that point. And when I was 13 years old, I decided I wanted to give it a try. And so I jumped in in the intermediate division. I think I was 13 years old, um, and I gave it a shot. That's what I'd call it. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I gave it a shot. I did not learn all my, my material. I probably learned half of my material. Um, I, was, I was one of those people, I think Eric may have called them January quizzers, 
where you show up in January and you know all your material and you you can be aggressive and you you can answer all the questions and I was I was sort of that kind of quizzer and then uh, from there I just my mom tried and pushed me and I just fought the more she pushed me the more I, I was a stubborn hard head I know it's hard for you to I imagine can't believe that. Can you guys believe that I can't <laughs> believe that at all uh, I was a stubborn hard-headed kid and uh, I wanted to do things my way and I like to think I've grown out of that but I have a lot now, of her hold on just a second okay. now for those of you that don't know his wife is sitting just off camera <laughs> over here and I'm extremely tempted to pull her over here and ask her if that's still the case or not, but we'll let that go. Oh, goodness. Because I already I, um, know the answer to that question. <laughs> I have a lot of, of regrets as a quizzer. I quizzed three years. I quizzed two in intermediate and one inexperienced. And I never I never did much. I never made an all-tournament team. I got some ribbons. I never finished a year. I never went to a state finals. Um, well, you picked the hard state, so <laughs> it was very competitive. Yeah. Louisiana was winning it national has been championships for thirty years. Yeah, it really has. Um, I quiz against uh, Lauren and um, Lauren Matthews and Caleb Saucer. They were a team, and we were around the same age. I believe I'm the same age as Lauren, and she won three national championships. I think, and more, maybe more than that, and. Um, so they were in our state, and uh, Haley and Savory Masters, um, who are were good friends, uh, good friends with Savory, um, they were in our state, and we're the same age, and they were amazing. Like they just, we had a lot of great, great teams in Louisiana at that time, and um, I was content, you know, being mediocre, and I regret that. I really do. I, I uh, but what I did learn as a quizzer was I learned the questions, and I learned how to interrupt, and if I knew my material. Or if we were doing in practice, we were doing a quiz on all the material that I knew. I could hit the buzzer and I could interrupt and I could finish questions. I could understand that stuff, and so I guess I gained that, and I and I gained a love for quizzing and the fellowship. And I, I saw what a great ministry it, it is and what it did in people's lives, and I really loved it and appreciated it. I just have regrets about my discipline and my study habits. Yeah, and. and I wanted to ask you that question because it's curious to me. I've heard you say that before, how that you didn't feel like you were a very good quizzer. And if that knowing you now, that I wouldn't see that. Because, and for those of you, you know, Brother Philip, intelligent guy, passionate guy, committed to the ministry. The things that it takes to be a good quizzer, you exhibit now. I was curious what, what it was that kind of held you back a little bit at that point. Well, I, I've, I've come a long way I, obviously everyone grows and changes from the time I'm 13 to the time I when I started coaching I was 22 21 22 I was 22 and obviously people change and grow and I I like to try my best to learn from my mistakes and my regrets and um when I I feel like I was kind of given a second chance with coaching um and I don't work nearly as hard as my kids do. Yeah, you know, like true. as coaches, right. we don't work as hard as our right. quizzers do. But sure. I felt like I kind of had a second chance to do my personal best in this ministry. And uh, that's what I've just tried to do. And and thankfully, I have awesome kids that make it easy for me to, to put forth an extra effort. So does that regret, and this is, I know we're going off script a little bit here. We're just talking. Does that regret, you think, drive you a little bit now, motivate you a little bit now, maybe more so than you might be? Not anymore. I think it did in the first couple of years that I was coaching, but um, 
I feel like what motivates me now is the the quizzers. That that's my motivation. Is uh, you know, I can't let them down because they work so hard right. and they deserve a coach that goes above and beyond. So to me, that's that's been my big big drive. And you know, other not just my kids. Like uh, I I want all the quizzers to do their best, and so. Um, that's why, you know, we'll, you know we're we, going to get into that a little bit later. Yeah, let's not get the, the proverbial cart before the horse. Right. Before we go down that road, um, you talked about being from Louisiana, POA. We are not anywhere close to that in central Illinois. No, we're not. How did you end up in Bloomington, Illinois from, <laughs> from uh, Louisiana? So uh, I went to college in Natchitoches, Louisiana, at Northwestern State University. Um and I, it was kind of, so I always talk about this and it's just so crazy. Like quizzers, young quizzers that are in high school, you're going to make decisions that don't seem life-changing mm -hmm. that you look like, I look back and I was like, man, that decision that I didn't really put a lot of thought into has completely changed, like altered the course right. of my life. So I went on campus for a tour. I had no idea what I was going to major in. And a guy gave us a tour of the campus and was talking to us and and I was just talking to him and he was like, Well, you know, we have a we have a good computer information system program and they win, you know, competitions nationally and they're they're very highly regarded. And it's like, Oh, computers? Yeah, why not? Sure, why not? That was that was my yeah. I was like, Okay, sure, I'll try it. And that led me to um Oh, and then so State Farm, uh, State Farm came onto our campus to recruit for an internship. And at the last minute, I was a sophomore, so I knew I had the year left. Right. But at the last minute, I was like, you know what? I'll put a resume together. I'll turn it in because maybe they'll just remember me next year. Like, I'll try and make an impression. I won't get it. Another one of those last-minute decisions. It was a last-minute yeah. decision where I was like, I'll just, you know, sure. You know, I got five minutes to put a resume together and try and get an interview. I'll I'll do it. So I did it. I got an interview. I got the internship as a sophomore, and they flew me up here to. Uh, well, they flew me up to here to interview. I got the job as for a, as a summer intern after my sophomore year in college. Lived up here for the summer for about 12, 11 weeks. <laughs> um, worked here, interned. That must and have been a little bit of a culture shock for you for that. A <laughs> little bit. And, I, and what's crazy is I didn't find my church now. I didn't even know they existed. Uh, I went to um, a huge church. It's a non-denominational Eastview church because I didn't know where to go to church. Right. And I met some friends that well, went. Look it up in the phone book. Or right. Google yeah, or yeah, I should have been more thorough, honestly. But uh I just for those I, that don't know, a phone book is the little they used to list all the phone. <laughs> well, I would I would try to watch my home church. I would try to watch POA services yeah, on the true. webcast, I and right? I would try. You know, because I still that was my church. Right. You know, so I wasn't trying to find a new home. I didn't think I honestly didn't think I would end up in Bloomington. I wasn't sure if I would or not. And then you were just trying to get a little experience, a little something, yeah, yeah, something to put on a resume, something to show right. to get a job later. Um, I ended up getting another internship the next summer, so I got a, I got an internship again. So it came up the second year, and then I got a full time offer, and you know I uh, I decided that um, that was the best option for me and the best thing to do. I met my wife 
um, well, not my now wife, in college. And we got married a week after I graduated college. And we took our honeymoon. And a week after our honeymoon, we moved to Bloomington. We packed up. I drug her up here. She'd never even been. We had visited and visited the church in March to, to try and find a home and trying to find a church. Right. We actually got in contact with Calvin Jean mm-hmm. because um, my dad and, and him are friends, and we're, we asked him, you know, are you, is your church? We didn't. Even, we don't Can even you know. Drive there. Yeah, there? like yeah. is your church? It's church two close hours by? away, so no. <laughs> is your church close by? And he's like, no, but uh, Brother Nave has a church in Bloomington that that is a you know a, a fantastic church has a lot of you know a lot of young people. It's it, I think it'd be a great fit for you. So we came up in March that year and visited. And uh, fell in love with it. We immediately, when we walked in, we just felt that everyone was so friendly. Right. It felt like a place that we could definitely call home. And so that was that was one of the things that really sealed that this may be a long term thing for us. Well, and I, first of all, I'll say for those that don't know, Bloomington, Illinois, is a major hub for State Farm, right? So that's one of the right. reasons that they that you would intern here. It's right. one of the major hubs for um, State Farm. And and I would say this, looking back on those times and and coming into this church i you know i never want to say what god's called somebody else to do but it would be hard not to think that the lord was calling you here right even though at the time you may not have recognized that right um, you guys have done a tremendous work with the bible quiz ministry at bloomington and you're to be commended for that you and your wife who's been right there with you every step of the way i know um and so well what was it's been a pleasure to get to know you that in you as well. So back to what we were talking about, the little decisions that change sure. the course of your life. Another flippant decision was where I went to school. So that I had a couple, I had a couple choices and I was like, Oh, I'll go to this school. So if I had never gone to that school, I would never flippantly chosen my major. I would have never met my wife. I probably would have never interned at State Farm. Now, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have interned at State Farm. I wouldn't have married my wife and moved up here. I wouldn't have my beautiful children and my wonderful wife. And I probably wouldn't be a Bible clinic coach. And it's just like the little decisions that you make in the critical time from 17 to 21 really can completely change the course of your life without even – without you even thinking about it. And, so. and, I, and I'm, I agree with that. And I'll tell you, even, even beyond that, sometimes even when you make that decision and it's not the right one, God has a way of reorchestrating things. I'll tell you a little story. This is um, kind of, again, off script. I'm good at going off script, but I'm not very good at staying on script. <laughs> we'll get back to the script wait, wait. later. Don't worry about it. Um, when I was a young man, before I... Um, got married and moved away. I decided I wanted to join the Air Force, which I, you know, I'm still. I have a job where now I work with the military a lot, so I'm I'm a, enjoy that kind of thing. So I, I joined the Air Force. I took the ASVAB. I, I passed and obviously went up to military entrance processing station in St. Louis. Made it through all the processes. Got was standing in line to get sworn in, and the doctors came out and grabbed me. And said, hey, I'm sorry, there's some trouble with your medical stuff. We're not going to take you today. Wow. So it turns out, I didn't know it at the time, but it turns out I had some medical issues that, you know, took some time to deal with and get over. But that was one of those things where I made a bad decision and God still worked it out to be the way that he wanted to do. It's just amazing to me what he can do in your life. Uh, um, it's, he's, he's amazing. I've definitely had similar experiences and stories that I could share that would – 
definitely resonate with that, but I think we can move on to your yeah, next question. for sure. Okay. <laughs> so we've known each other a few years. Obviously, we've talked about that already. And I knew you when you first started coaching at, what did you say, 22? Um, and as much as I love you, I will just say it nicely. You've come a long way since then. And it's really obvious. It's been a pretty short period of time. So my question to you, and I think that this is something that could help your, um, your viewers is you've, you've kind of accelerated your learning curve from a coaching perspective. So is there anything that you could say or could share that might help some other new ministries, new coaches sort of be able to do the same thing, see some success maybe ahead of what, the normal timeline would say that it should be? Um, well, the first thing I'd say is you have to see the importance of Bible quizzing and to see the effect it has on our young people. And I, I, I think personally, I think you agree that this is the most important ministry that our young people can be involved in. 100% agree. And that, that really kept pushing me forward. And then um, another thing is um, – if you can have your pastor's support and the, your, that to be them to be bought in um, and to support you and to support your ministry, that can really push you and your ministry light years forward. Um, but me, I, what I did when I started coaching is I was, I just kept my eyes wide open watching people trying to figure out, you know, who's doing what and why they're doing that and observe observing yeah. and, 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 and not only observing, but talking their ear off <laughs> like, like you and sister Jean, we were blessed to come into a state where we had, there was good competition at the junior level where I started coaching and I just kept my eyes open and paid attention and tried to learn everything I possibly could. And you're right. I wasn't a very good coach when I started I no, had I a lot that. to learn. You implied it. I, <laughs> um, I wasn't a very good coach. I had a lot to learn. I, I probably lost a lot of quizzes for my kids that I that they didn't deserve to lose because they they did their best and uh, and and it worked really hard. And I kind of messed it up. And honestly, if there's anything that motivates me, it's messing up something for them after they work so hard. Right. So no, I get that. As a coach, when when a loss is on you, we uh, my second year coaching, and this is probably when I, re I really took a turn as a coach. Um, we had done really well in juniors the whole year. We had won most of our in-state tournaments, um, and Sherwin and Avery were were my main two quizzers contributors, and they uh, they were in their last year in juniors, and they worked very hard all year. And we got to say finals and basically it came down to me making a mistake and telling them not to hit on a reread and they didn't hit it. And we had the score wrong and we lost. And I that was a man out there from <laughs> anybody that's ever done that. right now. <laughs> And that, that made us not go to nationals. We, so yeah. we, uh, we got, we got knocked out of the tournament from that mistake and we didn't get to go to nationals. And, they hadn't got to go to nationals a year before either because they were it's their first year and they were growing and Luke and Grayson were on different teams and they had great teams and went to nationals and it was kind of our year you know it right. felt like our year um, that they had done really well and that we had a good shot to go to nationals and after that mistake 
I told myself that I'm going to do anything I can to never put them because I mean, when you see a, a an eleven year old kid ball his eyes out because yeah. it was like you made, right? I saw two. I mean, they were so heartbroken, and uh, it broke my heart. I still, I never forget the way that felt, and that has driven me to say I am never going to let myself put them through that again as if I can help it you right. know and I've always that's driven me a lot to learn everything I can and to set them up to succeed as best I can um, but uh, some other things just for for other people um, connect yourself to other coaches and learn everything you can for them and that was something I did with you you knew what you were doing obviously and so I connected myself to you and you connect yourself to me. I think you kind of put me under your wing a little, a little and I really appreciate it. Oh. Sister Jean, Sister Jean um, is amazing. Was, she's so sweet and she's so kind and she's just open arms and uh, she's helped me so much. You and her are my, were, are my two biggest quizzing mentors um, and have been huge for me. Another two people for Bill and Nisha Elliott from yeah, POA. They're awesome. As soon as I found out I was going to coach, immediately I called them. And no, I didn't call them. I, we went down to POA to POA to visit, and I found them. And I was like, "Can we go to lunch like Please today? Help Please, me. <laughs> let's go to lunch." I had I told him. I remember telling him, I was like, "I've got these two quizzers. We've had a couple practices. They really seem to have a lot of potential." And they're probably like, "Yeah, sure, right. you know." Yeah, okay. Potential. They turned out okay, by They the way. turned out okay. Yeah. Um, and I just remember talking their ears off and just soaking up everything. I think I had a notebook, and I was just writing everything down, and my wife was with me, and we were just just dying to, to do it right and to learn. And they, they've helped me along the way. So I have awesome mentors. And that's, so. I think that's the right way to go about it, right? I, I, unfortunately, I wasn't that smart. Anything <laughs> I know, I learned because I did it wrong 100 times first. But I think that's you're, – you're on – the right track and I think that's great advice um, another thing is there's a lot more resources out there to, to better yourself than you would think if you haven't been looking um, there's a lot of resources online seniorbiblequizzing.com there's a there's a lot of documents and things to read there's um, videos on YouTube of uh, coaching um, well the resources page on the seniorbiblequizzing.com site is got a bunch of stuff uh, right. good stuff good content really good stuff and yeah. stuff on uh upcquiz.com right. you can find um and then i try to put this podcast out for the same reason to get people more resources and if you can seek out um quiz coaches and leaders just to connect with them and to learn from them the best you can go to big tournaments that's one thing i say if you have a chance to go to a bigger tournament like a chase marshall or show me a texas louisiana open any of those big tournaments and just connect yourself to people out of state if you don't have those people that are in state that have been well experienced um just connect yourself with people because you, you know nobody knows it all right and right. You're, you, you're better off by constantly taking that input as much as you can from as many places as you can. Right. Yeah, I think that's great. Another thing that some that some coaches don't do that every coach should do every year is read the rule book. <laughs> and as simple as that the is. The Holy Ghost just came in the room right there. I felt it. As simple as that is. And I've been guilty a lot of years. I the, Before this year, it had been a while since I read the rule book. I know there's been updates. And I was like, you know what? I just need to sit down and really – read the rule book this year and I learned things that I didn't know before I, I learned stuff every time I or re-remember things right that I 
every time I read it. Um, and then understanding the questions as a coach. We can't expect our kids to just get it. Right. Right. Like you have to study the questions and why they're written this way. And you have to ask yourself, why did the question writer do this? And then try and figure out why. And then you have to teach your kids how to think through it. Say, when you get this information, you know, what are your options? You can go this route or this route. Which one's the better one for this question type point value? And so you have to kind of devote yourself to learning the questions and understanding them as best as you can. And, you know, it's a skill to be able to take that and teach it to a young kid and to get them to understand it. And a lot of that comes with just years of experience and building blocks, little building blocks that you put in your kids piece by piece. Because, I mean, I'll tell you what, it's been seven years of coaching, and every single year my quizzers have gotten better. Yes. You know, does it, and that's what you want, right? That's what you're striving right. for. They're never going to be great right out of the game. I mean, maybe they will, and good for you. But if they're not improving every year, right. then, um, then maybe – there needs to be some changes. I, I really think that quizzers should improve every single year if you can give them building blocks and do it piece by piece. And I agree with that, and that's one thing that I think you'll agree with. We, From a coaching perspective, one of the things that we do together are the same is try to make sure that we're improving within a year and improving year over year. Absolutely. That's what you're going for. Um, get to know your kids. Like on a personal level, um, they're your kids that God has given you for a reason and purpose in this time. And I feel so blessed for the opportunity to coach the kids that I do. Right. And it's important for us to be more than just a coach. I mean, we are, we are, um, we're a role model. We're a spiritual leader. We're, um, we're someone that they need to be able to confide in and talk to. And you have to be able to know and understand them on a personal level, because sometimes it comes down to question 20 and you have a timeout. I mean, you need to know what your kids need to hear from you. You need to understand what they're thinking and how they feel. You know, are they are they nervous? Are they frustrated? Are they overzealous? You know, there's a lot of things you have to understand the way your kids think and how they're going to react in certain situations. Absolutely, yeah. It's and it, that you have to spend more time with them than just in the quiz room. Right. I mean, it's important for us to be there and get to know our kids. Well, you really need to develop a, a sense of family with them is I think the way that it's probably best described. I think you do a great job of that. I've always called Sherwin and Avery like my little brothers. That's always, I was just always kind of looked at them like, like not my kids and not, you're not you know, old enough to have kids. I, I have kids, not but, that old, you don't have kids. <laughs> uh, but I, uh, I, I've always felt like they're my little brothers and I've always treated them like my little brothers. And by that, I mean like I've always loved on them and laughed with them and had a lot of fun with them. And I've always been very real with them when I feel like maybe their attitude's not right. right. Maybe they uh, maybe they need a different perspective. Um, maybe they need to change something. And I've just tried to be honest and everything in love, you know, but just try and be honest and loving with them and communicate with the parents the same thing and just tell them, look, I love your kids and I, want, and I, I never want to cross any lines, obviously, but I'm going to try and, and, and be there for your kids and, and uh, go beyond just quizzing, but coach them somewhat in life because I, I get to coach two boys I was a 13 14 15 16 year old kid too sure. you know and you are too we've been there and yeah. we we know a lot of the things that they're going through and uh and I think that we're here to to help them excel through those years because those are tough years 
tough years. Those that thirteen yeah. to, to sixteen, those years are tough for for any kid. So, um, yeah. and I I think first of all, I think you do a great job of that. Thank um, you. you can you can tell by the way your kids act around you and that they have a high regard and a lot of respect for you. And I think that that is a is an aspect that a lot of people don't give as much uh, attention to sometimes is that aspect of the the role model, the spirit, a spiritual leader in many ways. And I think really that's probably the most important thing that, that we do from a coaching standpoint is help them understand the, the, the most important thing they're doing here is growing spiritually. It's not competing. Right. Right. Um, So I a hundred percent agree with that. All right. So what you what you got next for me? Oh man, I got loads of questions. <laughs> um, you know, we've talked a lot about Sherwin and Avery. You mentioned their name several times. I'm sure there's probably not anyone out there watching this right now that's not heard those names before. I, I've tried not to like talk directly about them so much on the podcast before, but now this is kind of the tables turned a little bit. Right. So, um, like, if you don't know, I've coached them for seven years since they were 10 and I've moved up with them every single year. So they're, like I said, like my little brothers and like almost all of my quizzing experience comes from coaching them. So I have a lot of stories and, and, um, and scenarios that wrap around them. So I might talk about them a little more and I hope I have something well, I, embarrassing to bring up. Well, I was going to say, would, <laughs> I always have to, you can only go talk about the experiences you've had. And if those are the experiences you've had, that's what you can talk about. Uh, but you, like you said, you have coached them for seven years, and they are both elite level quizzers, um, which they've proven time and again over the course of the years. And there are challenges that go with, with sort of managing having two really elite level quizzers on the same team. Um, that's not something that's necessarily an easy thing. To, to try to manage both strategically from a quizzing standpoint as well as from a, you know, personality, keeping everybody happy, trying to make sure everything runs smoothly, nobody gets their feet. All that kind of stuff plays into it too. Because like you said, we are dealing with 10, 11, 12, 13, 14-year-old kids, and, and that stuff is real. It's just real life. So how have you managed to, uh, to deal with that? I mean, you've had a lot of success, obviously, um, as a coach, and and I think a lot of that probably is due to the fact that you've done a really good job of sort of managing that aspect of your team. And how do you how do you how do you feel like that something maybe that's been uh, a help to you in that and understanding how to to go about that? Oh goodness. Um, well, I I've been blessed to every year but one. I feel like I've had multiple kids. On a, on a team that contribute 100% and that no other material and that strive to be their best and are just fully devoted. And I'm so honored to have that. Um, while having multiple quizzers who are very talented and devoted is a huge blessing, that doesn't just make things easy. Right. Right. Definitely not. <laughs> it, can, it adds more things for you as a coach that you need to deal with and worry right. about. Every kid's different. Not don't get us wrong. It is a nice problem to have. <laughs> it is. It is. But it nice is. Problem. It does have its own set of challenges. Right. Absolutely. So if you just had one that that was you know fully devoted, and then you had some more on your team that that put forth an effort and that try, then there's kind of a power dynamic that kind of makes sense sometimes. Where you know 
this is a 20 point quizzer because this is what you're best at. And you're the t-. You know, sometimes right. it's easy to kind of contain control the dynamics of your team. When you have multiple, it's a little more complicated and, and you have, to, you know, because you want to keep them, you know, happy and working hard and, and in the best mental state of mind as they can be. So every kid's different. When you have multiple quizzers that excel, it's on the coach to make sure that they work as a team. Right. Not as individuals just couldn't sit at the board together. Right. And that's that can be difficult, especially when they're younger. I know when they were when I coached Sherwin and Avery when they were ten and eleven, it was a lot of competing on the team. And and some of that sharpened them up and made them better, but some of that showed at the quiz board in a negative way. It can create divisiveness if it, you don't stay on top of it. If you can, which when they're younger, you just gotta know that sometimes kids are kids and you just it's hard for them to get over stuff like that. But smack them in the back <laughs> of the head. Tell them. Um every kid's different. Um and to make them work as a team, you had to make sure they put God first, other second, and themselves third. And that's that's something that I learned actually at this like sports camp I went to a long time ago. They had, you know, God first, other second, me third. That was like constantly preached. It was like a theme of the camp. And that's always stuck with me. It just always makes sense that, you know, obviously God needs to be first in your life and the others or like your team. When like when you're on a team, I all you know, it's always been just pounded into me and to you and anyone that's played any kind of organized sport, it's it's pounded in you, you know, team team over the individual there's no i in team you know and um that you have to make them work as a team and put themselves third and prefer others for some kids it's hard to prefer others when you've worked hours upon hours to do your best but that's god's way right is Mm -hmm. preferring others and putting them over yourself even though you've worked hard you may feel like you deserve to get that 30 point reread to get the blue ribbon because you studied an extra two hours more than your teammate you know it's 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 important having flashbacks right now (laughs) it's really important for for you to to prefer others and to put the team first um let me see. I have my notes. I'm trying to stick to them, but I keep getting lost. Um, do your best. Give it to God. Prefer your brother. Like that. Those are the things that I that I've tried to pound into. I talk this year. I've talked a lot, and I think I mentioned it before. But you know, all you can do is do your best. Get put before God. Lay out your best, your excellence, and trust God that His will will be done. Right, that whatever right. God want, whatever God's will is, you don't know that that kid that you're quizzing against needs that win so much more than you do. Right, you know, you don't know what God's plan is. You don't know what God has in store for for everyone. So we just have to do our best and just trust God. It, it, to that, to, to that exact point, I was talking to somebody today about. Um, you know, they didn't understand why something was happening with the with the quiz ministry that they're involved with. And I said, you know, sometimes we only see the pieces of the puzzle that are directly adjacent to us. Right. God sees the whole puzzle. Right. And he moves the pieces where they need to go. And that understanding that and learning that, as you just described, is a, is a huge key um, to really success in anything, and especially in something like what we're doing here. Well, um, so – Moving on with having two quizzers, um, I had to figure out 
what each one's strengths, and not just them, the whole you know, they had teammates too sure. on the team. You had to figure out what each one's strengths are and what their weaknesses are. You know what they're good at. You know what what kind of questions they're good at. Like, right. how, are they just excellent quoters, or do they maybe struggle with quoting? But they're really good. You know, if it's an essence question, they you know, no problem. They can do parts. You really have to kind of figure out what they're good at and what they struggle with. And obviously, we we try to to strengthen our weaknesses, but you also mm -hmm. strengthen your strengths and play sure. to your strengths. Why not? Absolutely. Um, and if if you have teammates that have, you know, complementing strengths. You know, you're good at this, you're great at this, um, you're not good at this, and you're great at this, the same thing, and vice versa, then it's important to try and get the team to play together and for the team to to put the team together as strength to work together, you know, congruently. I hope I used that word right. That was perfect use okay. of that word. <laughs> I don't know um, what that word means. I'm just trying to make it feel There's right. someone out there that's going to call me out. Probably Dylan. Dylan's Dylan, watching. Dylan, uh, if you're watching, make sure you tell Philip <laughs> what that word means. Uh, what types of questions this one's best assessed, best at, and worst at? Um, who steps up on question 20? You know, and who kind of steps back and kind of pieces out whenever the going gets tough? Who needs to get in a rhythm? in a quiz kind of maybe get started early sure. and try and get a couple of tens, get a rhythm and who can just step in on question nine and boom, be ready to go. Um, and that I'm, goes back to knowing your kids, right? Different right. personalities. It all kind of plays together. Right. I've always tried to communicate with my kids what they do best and what they need to work on and what ways we can work together as a team to do our best. So, um, so what happened with us is, um, in juniors, a sure Avery always really excelled at tournaments, and Sherwin kind of the nerves kind of got the best of them. But in practice, they were always just they were both great. They competed well with each other. And I they remember were, as a junior, you telling me that, and right. based on what I was seeing at tournaments, it was difficult to believe because right. obviously we all know now Sherwin Quizzer of the Year, awesome Quizzer. But at the time, as ten year olds, Avery was definitely the more accomplished junior quizzer at least early on he he just kind of he's always been fearless and you know I, I remember you know where it's you know district finals you know nationals on the line you know question 20 and you see his feet swinging under the table you know just like happy little Avery just, oh, um, just another no day in the, in the office. world that's he's he's just always uh he's changed a little bit but his he's always just kind of the cares of the world aren't really on him, and he's just happy to be there, and he's going to do his best no matter what. And Sherwin has always been very self-driven and self-motivated to do his best. And when he was younger, that kind of came out as just um, just nervousness and and just he would kind of shrink under the pressure. A little anxiety. Or, a little yeah. bit, maybe. I don't know. You know, he was younger. And then Avery, against my judgment, decided to take a year off his first year that. of intermediate and seniors. So – he had quizzed for a number of years, and his whole family just kind of wanted a break. And I didn't like it. Um, but his mom's, she was like, I promise we're going to come back and we're going to quiz next year. And she was like, when I say that, like, when if I tell you that, I'm going to do it. And I was like, fine, you know, okay. And I was, I was, I was nervous that he would never come back. Um, but in that year that Avery took off, Sherwin had to step up and be the man, right. as you would call it, 
and uh, he had a teammate that that was wonderful, and I love her to death. Um, she had a uh, she didn't have a lot of support at home, and she was very busy with other stuff, so she couldn't commit the time that that Sherwin could. And so she was she was um, she contributed some, but not as much as an Avery would. So in order to win quizzes, Sherwin was going to have to step up and win right. quizzes. Where in junior year before, Avery kind of, you you know carried a large load. So that year, I saw unbelievable growth in Sherwin. I mean, he just from from January, you know, he was interrupting a little, and then Extrav he did pretty well. He made he got I think got first highest score on the all tournament team, but he was interrupting at D, you know slow spots and 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 you know improving, and then state finals he quiz very well and your team won and we got second and you got you got your team was always the driving factor of what motivated us to become better because if we had any chance of beating your team which was luke and grayson we had to get better they were just always so great and really helped motivate us um but then i took the over the summer i took the quizzes from state finals and sherwin had just gotten really motivated that summer and really put in a lot of work that summer. And I took the quizzes from state finals from when my team was yours mm -hmm. and, you know, has the interruption marks. Mm -hmm. And um, he hadn't done that quiz in a month and a half, you know. And I read this quiz to him, and he's crushing the interruption, all of them, all the interruption spots and nailing them. And I just saw, like, I just, I was like, man, he's really come along. Because that allowed me to see how much he had improved from compared to what was right yeah from the beginning of june to you know mm -hmm. mid-july i saw him just his understanding just just switch over and he really got to where he understood interrupting and, and what to do and there was a lot of quizzes that year where he had to step up at the end of a quiz and get two three thirties mm -hmm. to win it and so he learned to kind of take that and to to um to excel in those moments which he struggled with before so then the next year avery actually does come back and so i've got you know just like sister mindy said, just like mindy said and and i've told the story a thousand times but um i kind of had a problem you know sherwin had, was kind of had kind of stepped up and and proven himself and avery was coming back having not quit seniors yet right. and had a lot to learn and I had to. I sat him down, and I was like, "Buddy, um, I was like, I think, you know, you're you're going to be a great senior quizzer. You've got a lot to learn. But w when we start, you know, I'm going to, you know, are you okay becoming sort of the ten point role player? I was like, I need you to start learning senior quizzing and focus on tens and getting rereads and grow from there. And um, <clears throat> and you know." As a kid that was probably a better junior quizzer, he had the best attitude about it and said, whatever you want, that's what I'm going to do. And uh, he took, you know, he just kind of took the back seat and to take one for the team, to do what's best for the team. And it probably turned out to be best for him in the long run. I think it was. Yeah. And he, he, I challenged him before nationals that year. I said, I want you to be the best 10-point quizzer in the nation. I don't think he was that year. I think it was next year. I think he was probably the best 10-point quizzer in the nation that year, an intermediate. And 
he uh, he just always had the best. Wait a minute, that attitude. was the year after we aged out of intermediate. Yes, okay. yes, they, sure. yes, the yes. <laughs> Thank you, Darren. No, you, <laughs> you guys were amazing. Well, he yeah, still they, are. they they both they both was great that year. But um, it's funny every year as you know they both improve and they both get better. Um, and now nowadays, I just kind of see them as even with different strengths and weaknesses, right. and they're both just equal great quizzers. And I've definitely had to change. You know, it's not so much Avery, you get all the tens. Sure, when you get the twenties, thirties, it's it's figuring out a way for them to mesh together and to uh, and to both you know get in the rhythm and both get going. We just had to change our strategy a little bit to kind of. Um, to to quiz like a team you find yourself start maybe more towards and we've had this conversation before and i think maybe some of those coaching strategies maybe you've started to change a little bit but i always when we got to that point i found myself starting maybe to more favor a kid for a question type than a point value i think i'm more there now but that year it was 2016 um Sherwin wasn't very good in the tens. Like he just kind of overcomplicated them because he was very good in the twenties and thirties. And so usually when he tried to hit in the tens, he would just make mistakes. And Avery was so good in the tens. It was like, you know, why, why are you hitting the tens and why aren't you just getting all the tens? You know, it was just, that was our strengths. Cause he, you know, Avery struggled in the twenties and the thirties cause he, but he was really good at the tens and Sherwin struggled at the tens, but he was really good at the twenties and thirties. So, you know, let's play to our strengths. And what ended up happening was um, in 2017, the year that, that uh, we, we won nationals, um, Avery would just always he was just so good in the tens. He just he took that role and said, "I'm going to be as good as I can be at this job." Right. And he took that as a challenge. And in my opinion, he did it. He he became so good at his role that it gave us such an advantage in most of the quizzes that we played. Right. And uh, we would almost always come out of the tens with a good lead. And then Sherwin had you know, the opportunity to, to be a little more patient. He didn't have to go out there and, and get five twenties in a row. row, Right. Right. He could just kind of pick his spots and be patient and be smart. And there were certain questions that he could just jump on and crush. And then there were, you know, he, on the tougher parts questions, maybe he just could afford to be a little more patient and you don't have to get it. We got a lead, you know, it's, I always tell them when we have a lead. So I'm sure you've been through this thousand times. Your team's doing well right you have a big lead and the other team calls that timeout to try and throw out the rhythm try and encourage their team try and get their team going wake them up right right i always i almost always tell them when we have that lead i'm like guys they will come back a lot faster if you give them rereads than if they're just getting them right so you you know and the other part of that is when they get that timeout what's what's going to happen on that next question they might be extra that team that just got cut down out called is going to be very aggressive. Right. Yep. So I always tell them, you know, I, I don't care if they beat you to the buzzer. They have to do it consistently and get them right. Or it doesn't matter. Where, you know, my kids have been so competitive in the past, they've really grown out of it. But 
if the other team was beating them to the buzzer and get it wrong, they still felt like they were losing. Right. <laughs> it's just they're like, not calling my number, coach. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, well, I have to hit the buzzer first. And it's like, no, you don't. <laughs> you you know, you, they you have to they have to beat you the buzzer and get it right. And they don't like you know, I don't like to sit there getting rereads. I want to hit the buzzer and get it right. It's like, well, you know, that's you had to put the team first, what's best for the team. And, uh, and and we've really grown. We've really grown with that. Um, you know, from a from a sort of a sideline perspective, it has been a lot of fun to watch you personally as a coach grow, and then also both of them. I mean, they have grown so much as quiz. I can, matter of fact, I can pinpoint a quiz when, and you probably remember this when we were quizzing you guys for third at nationals one year. Oh gosh! And and. And then I think it was question 19. We had just locked it, and everybody was very upset. And, you know, we were kind of upset for you because, you know, obviously we are great friends. And and um, Sherwin pulled out a miracle great hit and just absolutely crushed question 20. And it was just one of those moments where you just realized he just – something just happened, you know. And then, of course, the next year you go on to just blitzkrieg everybody. Um, but it's just been so much fun watching you guys grow and, and those I you know I love those kids like they're my own you know that and they're I I've cherished the time with them I've always told you you know I've always told them and told you you know if you ever want to coach my kids and tell them something I trust you 100 percent I've been and, doing that for a lot so <laughs> hopefully you're okay with that <laughs> I I've always told them you know like I I I I Whatever you say, I, I, yeah, I, I want to – I, I always appreciate you coaching them up. I will say another thing to go along with them growing is one thing I've seen them – one way I've seen them grow, you know, there's those long deliberations or right. there's that long contest or or whatever that just takes forever and they and they for 10 minutes they're sitting there. I've really seen my kids grow where they're almost always going to get the next one because they, like, they just have that ability to flip it back on and to – get focused and to jump back on the next one. And another thing I saw at BQE this year, um, Sherwin had a, Sherwin got a reread and it was a quote and he blatantly misquoted it like bad. Like he said, he just said words that weren't in the, and confidently. Probably like, weren't even in the Bible anyway. Yeah. Just <laughs> confidently misquoted it on a reread and got it wrong. And I saw him just kind of like, kind of tilt his head back and like uh because he really he thought that through and realized what he said and then he crushed the next yeah. question and That's i was awesome. just like that shows like a lot of maturity and focus and just being able to move on past your mistakes like he made a bad mistake like a mistake that he never makes and he was able to just put it behind him and just be focused and ready to go on the next one. Short-term memory is a very, very useful tool in Bible quizzing. It is. Uh, All right. Okay. So I'm not going to ask you to name one. We're going to move on to the next question. <laughs> okay. Although I'm very tempted to. I'm not going to ask <laughs> you to name one. Um, but if you could, in the last few years of the teams that you've seen, you guys obviously have been around seeing a lot of teams, Give me maybe your top four or five, your Mount Rushmore of quizzers that you've you've seen, and that you know, kind of those ones that you're like, oh no, we gotta we gotta <laughs> quiz those guys. Okay, well, uh, when we first started quizzing, it was Luke Barton. Absolutely, it was uh, in in, junior, in Illinois. Yeah. It was yeah, yeah it was forever. Luke. I mean, he was he was the one quizzer that drove my boy. They were scared to death of him, 
and they knew that they just if they were going to beat him they had to quiz their absolute best and it drove them to become better um and that kind of stayed <laughs> you know like he was all we always looked up to him and, and and grew with him he he was he's an unbelievable quizzer and uh and we've always had fun quizzing with him also in juniors back then uh clayton trinikowski in juniors from madison um to me, he was one of the best junior quizzers. I wasn't around juniors very much, but he was one of the best junior quizzers I ever saw. I always just was amazed watching him quiz, and they won nationals one year. Um, so he was kind of kind of set the bar to me of like what you could, how good you could be in juniors. Um, but over the last few years, I mean, Luke and Grayson were such a great team. Like we've said a thousand times, and I know you're not on here for me to talk up your kids, but. They were they as a team. They really quizzed like a team and quizzed together really well and complemented each other and had great attitudes. Loved quizzing against them and we've always considered them friends and had fun when we quizzed. But uh, how about we just kind of go through an alternate set of okay, them all on good. me? Let's so do like it that way. So I got a shout out to obviously to the first two people on my podcast, which the reason I wanted them on the podcast was because I respected them so much. It was uh, was Eric Forbes and Megan Favorite. Both, uh, you know, former quizzers of the year for, you know, all the right reasons. They were excellent quizzers. They um, they competed at a high level with the best spirits and and um, just really exuded what quizzing is about to me and finished their quiz season strong. And that means a lot to me is the quizzers that can quiz their last year in college or late in high school with yeah, a lot special. going on. When you see those kids have their best years of their career in that last year, that's really special to me because that just shows their love for quizzing, their love for the word of God and total devotion. Because if you can do it when you're 18 years old, you know, that takes commitment and discipline and devotion. Yeah. And um, those who did it as good as anybody else. I think a couple that I would add to the list, um, and there are obviously so many to choose from. But right. For us, when we quizzed, probably the most excited I ever got about quizzing someone was when we quizzed Concord or when we quizzed Racine. Because it just, to me, Allie and, and Rob, they just never made a mistake. Right. You know, they, they were just they so still don't. They were, yeah. I mean, it, they were, they were not only were they incredibly fast, they just never made a mistake. And it was, it was one of those things where you knew if you didn't quiz almost perfect, you were going to get beat. And so that was fun for me. I love that. So to me, they were probably the two that I think um, we we just kind of – it was one of those things we know we really have to absolutely crush at this quiz. They were phenomenal um, Vincent Beardsley, we just hung out with him a little bit at the Bayou Blast, but he had a couple years where, you know, he – in the 30s – You couldn't get to the he, he, Well, the cross-reference stuff yeah. that he, he was just – he knew his chart work like the back of his hand. I mean, he, uh, he just obviously put so much time into charting and, and knowing his stuff as good or better than anyone. And, uh, he was the machine up there the couple of years. And that was before we were in experience. So I didn't get to see him much but when I did see him. I was always just, just amazed at how, uh, when it hit, got into the twenties and the thirties, he was just on almost every quiz. So, really impressed me and I and I you know we hate to do this right because there's just so many and you know I don't have as much exposure to a lot of the teams maybe from the south or some of the other teams and so we haven't quizzed them as much and haven't had as much opportunity to see them 
So please don't take any disrespect. <laughs> um, obviously, they're fantastic with the Elliots and then Grant Hickingbottom and so many others across Texas, Louisiana. Um, but just the ones that we've probably had the most experience with quizzing is, is what I'm – personal experience, I guess, is what I'm talking to. Um, and I think there's probably another one that I would add to that is is young Mr. Fobear. Because, um, man, when he, when he gets on and starts rolling – he did at the Bayou uh, I mean, you, might as well you, just, you might as well just sit there and old brother and watch. And it's almost like you're – man, he's, he's doing really good. <laughs> Let's just watch for a while. This is fun. Yeah, I said it on the last podcast, but how he doesn't move at all when he hits the buzzer. Yeah. And he was on at the Bayou Blast. He tore us up. Um, he quizzed great. Probably as good as I'd ever seen him quiz. I haven't seen him a lot, but I was just – I know I've seen him quiz amazing, and he quizzed great. Um and he's yeah he and he's uh I really enjoy getting to know Ryland a lot. Um, You've got a couple that might make that list as well. It's, uh, it's been fun quizzing you guys for over the years. Well, um, so three last year quizzers I'm excited to see compete this year. It their lat in their last year, all boys, and I'm probably gonna miss somebody. But the three that I'm that come to mind quickly that are in their last year that I think are going to quiz at a high level will be Riley Dorflinger, which we've Absolutely. seen a lot this year. He's phenomenal. Great quizzer mind. He, he's so good at, at those parts questions and things. And then Cole Blackford, um, who beat us at Nationals last year. And when he did, I, I never forget because Sherwin's always held Luke in, like, such a high regard. He's always looked up to Luke and how fast Luke hits. And – Sherwin turned around. He'll probably be embarrassed. This is me embarrassing you, Sherwin. He turned around to me. He's like, he's like, Cole's faster than Luke. And I was like, that's actually probably the highest compliment you could give some. Because I know how high he's always held Luke with his like how fast Luke is. And uh, Cole was just on when he quizzed us last year, and he he quizzed fantastic. He he quizzed lights out that nationals last yeah. year. He was really really good. And uh, I'm sure he's gonna have a lot to say and do this year and last year and he seems he's quizzed at a high level all year this year and then uh josh martinez who it was funny last year how did i forget about josh (laughs) josh uh, i remember josh's kind of at least it seemed like his coming out party in 2015 i remember he beat riley um in the first round in intermediate and that was the first time i ever saw him quiz and he i saw him quiz an impeccable quiz i mean it was crazy i'd never seen anybody quiz that good i think up to that point that was the best i'd ever seen anybody quiz and i remembered him from that point on and uh it's funny last year last year at nationals we got fifth um fuquay which was josh martinez's mm-hmm. team got fifth and cole and uh and his team gainesville got fourth mm-hmm. and we were all on the same floor of the same hotel which was like two miles from where nationals was and it, we we're like people just made a mistake not getting on our floor with us because <laughs> obviously this is just, you know, the two fourth place, you no know, fourth place team and two fifth place teams are, we literally well, were like three right trophies, next right to each there, other yeah. in the hotel. Um, but right. Wait a minute. No offense, but whatever floor Concord was on to come back and win 12 <laughs> in a row, that's the floor I wanted to be on. Yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> that was probably the single best display of, of consistent quizzing I've ever seen that to, to be able to do that because you know you got to beat six seven eight extremely good teams or more and that that was a phenomenal day for them I you know every, a lot you know a lot of teams have those tournaments where you lose early and you start fighting your way back and I've seen my kids hit a wall 
outcome. You, right. know, you get a few quizzes in, and it's like they're dead. They're just mentally fatigued and drained. And what Concord did was a huge display of just mental fortitude and patience and consistency. So, you know, props to them. They quiz great. And Carson and Howie last year, uh, yeah, also they quiz fantastic. Amazing. The whole the whole tournament, they quiz lights out in championship games. Both of them were just awesome quizzes to watch. And it was truly I I think it was the two best teams last year going at it in the championship and uh that they had a great display of quizzing. Well, last year we we lost twice obviously. Um we lost to POA and we lost to Concord. <laughs> <laughs> so my perspective is we got third last year <laughs> well, because we can, only lost to the first and second place team. You know, but that, there were a lot of other teams that lost to the first and second place team. Those guys were. all quiz fantastic. And, and last you, year. yeah, you guys quiz great too. I, I was there was I think there might have been a chance for us to quiz each other at some point, and I was like, I really. Uh, it's always a crazy. We uh, yeah, we always had crazy is. quizzes. It didn't we really might matter. Just skip the question twenty. Yeah, and just get it over with. I can't. I can't imagine. I. I I can almost guarantee at least seventy-five percent of our quizzes went to question twelve. Yeah, I I, I agree. It, <laughs> that was always a lot of fun, but anyway, there are a number of awesome quizzers out there this year that I'm really excited to see at nationals and get to. Know. I always enjoy nationals because you get to see so many kids and coaches and parents and, and officials that you don't get to see very often. Right. And um, I've always enjoyed just talking to people and getting to know them. Last year, I met Eric. And we've become good friends. And um, last year, uh, I got to know Ryland a little bit. We kind of met and, and, and got to know each other a little bit better. Um, there's a number of quizzers that, that you know you meet for the first time and you develop relationships with them. And one reason that uh, I feel like I have a decent amount of people that I can invite on this podcast is going to nationals and making friends. And well, it, you know, we've – and we'll get to this question in a little bit, but – um, I feel like you're kind of the perfect person because you do kind of bridge that gap to do this podcast, right? You you are able to sort of speak the language of the old people like me, but at the same time, you're still really connected to a lot of the people. You're not so far removed from, from that age group and that, you know, sort of that whole mentality um, that you're not able to connect really well with the young people too. And so I think you're doing a great thing here and I think you're really the right person to do the podcast. Yeah. Part of that's probably because I still look like I'm 17 and act like, whoa, 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 whoa timeout. That was uncalled for. Uh, no, I, uh, I, I look, I'm a little baby face and I get, I get 17, 18 sometimes still, maybe not lately. Um, but I, uh, I've, I've always enjoyed just acting like a kid with the kids and having fun and, and, um, and getting to know them. And they're, they're such great, great kids that come from fantastic families and backgrounds and everyone's different. I want to get to know people's stories. So we've, right. been, we've been going a while. Yeah. There's still a lot of questions on here, but Let's, I think we probably covered a lot of them. Let's go. Um, Let's just keep, we'll going. keep going. I'm good. Listen, uh, for those of you that don't know, We've had a long day, and this is kind of been a nice, relaxing time. We're having a good time with this. So <laughs> this is less stressful than uh, way than, less than the championship <laughs> and district finals. Today. Yes, it is. Um, okay, so one of the things that you you know you've mentioned a couple times, and and that you've kind of experienced that maybe not a lot of people have gotten to experience, and and I've been in the quiz twice, but never really gotten on the right side of it. Um, is obviously you guys were national champions a couple years ago, so. Kind of, I'm sure there's probably people wonder, and I wonder, what's that? What's that feeling? What's it like? What is what is it that you remember about maybe that day, that quiz, 
that kind of sticks with you about about that experience? Well, I think I'm. I we'll get to the day, but I think going into that year, um, how we finished 2016, I just knew that we were probably going to be one of the favorites that year, and I knew that that could be our downfall. With right. everyone, or- all year, I just knew that people were going to tell us, oh, you guys are going to win it. You guys are the best. Um, you guys, there's nobody. And I was just like, I have to fight this from January on. Well, and, and to, to your point, right, because you had finished third the year before. Right. And the teams that finished ahead of you had both aged up. Right. So a lot – so it kind of naturally looked like right. you and, were and, in and, line. And I disagreed. <laughs> I, uh, I, I It may have looked that way, but I felt like we had a lot of work. Like, it was not going to be easy. There were a lot of really good teams. And I just had a feeling, I guess because it started at Nationals in 2016, of people saying – Oh, next year. Oh, next right. year, y'all. And I and I knew that I could not let my kids get that in their heads. Right. You know, so all year I had to kind of fight that mentality by just keeping them humble. And they they aren't cocky kids. They aren't. They don't have that issue. But, but I they're just, still kids. They're yeah, yeah. There are kids and young I, men. Sorry. I had to I I felt like from the beginning I was just like guys you know you guys have the potential to to win it and you guys have a fantastic opportunity that you will regret if you don't put in the work to do it to do your best and I all I did all year was just tell them that if they want to do their best they had to work harder as hard as they could you know, and 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 keep a humble spirit and a right attitude and quiz as a team. And uh, and so that helped, I think, going into the tournament. And then um, we got a decent draw. We had some really competitive quizzes that tournament. Um, Olivia Hoover from Lebanon really quizzes tough. Camille Elliott still talks to me about her frustration with the quiz where we won at nationals because we got a contest granted (laughs) on a question she answered. She still brings it up every time I see her. Um, But that was a really tough quiz, which we had a couple of breaks go our way. And that's Um, one thing that has to happen. Right. You do, you know, we, from personal experience, even to get that far, you've got to have some breaks. You've got to have people make mistakes that they don't normally make. Right. And that's uh, that's something that it's you, it's very difficult to to do that much in a you know quiz that many good teams and win without there being something fall your way a little bit. Right, and we did. We had a lot of that. Um, and so uh, I think we managed expectations well. Um, after saying the questions that year, I knew that uh, our best chance was for Avery to build us a lead in the tens and to be patient in the twenties because I really felt like the twenties that year were tough, and that it was you couldn't just consistently be aggressive and not make three or four mistakes in the twenties. Right. So with Avery building us a lead in the tens, we could always kind of put pressure on the other team and be patient. And Avery quizzed out in five of our seven quizzes at nationals that year, which was crazy i mean he just had a fantastic tournament he uh he hardly missed any he was he just quits fantastic and sherwin did a really great job sherwin's always been a naturally really aggressive quizzer Mm -hmm. and it was everything i could do to be like buddy 
patience. We don't have to have that. Yeah, yeah. You just, you have to be patient and pick your spots and, and let the other team make mistakes. You know, that you don't have to be crushing it after the first part on a five part, you know, you, you can be patient and, and pick your spots because we have a lead. And, and if you let them, the other teams can make mistakes because they're, they got the pressure on them. Well, so I want to insert something here that sort of a little coaching advice that I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are aware of the fact that you, you want to try to quiz to a 70 to 75% interruption ratio, whatever your number is for your team. Right. But I think sometimes people forget that that number changes during the course of a quiz, right? Right. If you come out of the tens and you've got a seventy-point lead, they the other team now has to interrupt at a ninety percent rate, right? And get that, and that's exactly what you're saying. Um, I think sometimes is o- overlooked in sort of even the way that that fluctuates in the quiz itself. Right. And that year, I had a couple coaches come up to me after that and just say, like, I never saw the tens as a weapon mm-hmm. like that that they could be utilized to a point that was game changing it's right. always like the tens are just kind of like the warm-up and no matter if we're down or up it doesn't matter because the real quiz is in the 20s and 30s and you know the old adage right you can't win it in the tens you can only lose it and that, that's not necessarily true right we we were able to i mean i think avery quizzed out on question eight once or twice and on question nine a couple times you know you would get he got seven, six, seven, eight tens in every quiz and built that lead. And we were just able to keep that pressure on and, uh, and just be smart and patient. And it really paid off. And I told him all, I told him, I said, I, if, if it comes down to question 20, I, I, I'm confident you guys can win it. I was confident with their knowledge of material and the way they studied prepared. So I was content winning it at the end, but we had to win it at the end. Like I, I knew I didn't want it to come down to question 17 and we needed the last four. Right. We need the last three. That's what I wanted to avoid. I need us, you know, it's way easier to get six, seven and eight than 18, 19 and 20. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I was, I always said, you know, if you quit smart and pick your spots and just don't make mistakes, we'll at least be in it till 20 mm-hmm. and we can win it on 20. I'm confident that you can win it on 20. But what will likely happen, and what happened a lot of times, is we just wanted off of rereads and being smart and letting other teams kind of, you know, struggle under the pressure with the difficult questions in the 20s after building that lead. And that strategy ended up paying off. Having to be even more efficient than they thought they would have to be going into the Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, but then they came down to the championship and uh, the McDonald's from Eureka, California. Um, we had never seen them quiz all year. Um, we, I'd never seen them in my life before that tournament. And, uh, they came, they lost kind of early and they, another California team that came through the second round and they quizzed amazing Simon's in Sydney. And, uh, they were hot coming in the championship quiz. I watched them quizzing a good bit in the second round. And, um, Obviously, whoever you quiz in the championship is going to be a tough quiz. But yeah, it's probably not going to be a, a walk right, championship quiz. Right, and uh, they quizzed us really tough. Um, I was pretty confident at one point that we were going to quiz a second time. That just the way the quiz was going, uh, we'll probably go sure and miss the first two twenties. <laughs> so, so uh, Avery had pretty much won the ten point battle every quiz except that one where he still quizzed well, but Simon had. Quit, had beat him in the tens and gotten him right. It was pretty even coming out of the twenties, coming out of the tens, and then Sherwin 
I think got you know the the nerves and the pressure got to him a little bit and he got a little over anxious and he came out too fast on the first two twenties and then uh, and then Simon beat him on the next one and so you know here we are we came out of the tens with a small lead but then we're down big right. um, and then I think the next two we got a reread and got one right and it was close and then from there on we were pretty even uh, quizzing through and. Avery had a perfect quiz, none wrong, and he quizzed out on question 17. Um, I believe it was 17. Let me think this through. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. Let me think this through. Um, well, now for a word from our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, uh, it came down to the 30s, and I believe – oh, I remember. Okay, I got it now. Avery quizzed out on question 17. Then question 18 was a really tough cross-reference question. It was like, uh, what same eight-word phrase concludes which two verses of this chapter? Right. And it was like, you don't have a lot to go on. You had to know your repeated phrases and know that, you know, it was a tough one. It was one. a chart work. It was a tough chart work question. Right. And Simon hit it at the end of the question because it was one of those at the region you're like oh wait like back off this is a tough one and he got to the end of the question and Simon hit it and sat there and I thought he was going to find it he didn't end up finding it and then so that was missed and so we had a 15 point lead cuz we had gone into um, we had gone into question 18 tied we were up 15 points and it came down to question 19 and um, it was one of those it was a uh, Mary, the mother of whom is mentioned in which verse of this chapter, and Mary, the mother of whom is mentioned in which verse of this chapter. And it got Mary, the mother of whom, that's in both. I saw Simon and Sherwin jump at the same time, and I, I didn't know who hit it. Right. And, and either one of them, whoever hits there, is nailing it. Yeah. That was kind of a question you kind of hear all year. Yeah. It was one of those really obvious chart questions. One of those you're waiting for almost. Right. Yeah. And <clears> – <throat> Sherwin edged it out, and as soon as he hit there, and Avery was sitting next to me, quizzed out, I think I just kind of grabbed his arm, and I was like, this is it. Like, we're about to win Nationals. I just knew I just knew he was going to get right. There was no way, no way he was going to miss it. And uh, he hit it and, it and nailed it. He answered it in like eight seconds. I would have preferred him to maybe – take his time a little bit and savor the moment but he uh, he just spat it out really fast and uh and that was it we were we were up 45 and the quiz was over and and you and, were on your feet within 0 0.2 seconds oh, right call that call last time last time out <laughs> yeah and um it was just great it was a great feeling because it, it was it was truly an honor to win nationals and i felt like it was a really competitive year and um and i truly felt like they earned it you know like a lot of teams deserved it a lot of teams earned it but i can say honestly that that um my team worked very hard and and gave it their all and god blessed us i mean god could have blessed anybody you know like they uh there were a lot of teams that could have won nationals that year and we had some things fall our way and we quizzed our best and um, it was just such an honor, and I remember you guys. I can remember you coming up to me and be like, "Come a long way, kid," you know. <laughs> and uh, and 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 they they have, and I have, and it was an honor for sure. And uh, you know, we've 
we've grown from that. And the next year, you know, we jump up to intermediate to experienced and kind of start over, you know, and in you, some uh, ways, yeah, well, in some ways. and I told him, I'm like, you know, you guys might think you're big shots and in intermediate going and winning, but you know, these 18, 17 year olds, they ain't scared of you. Right. You know, there's a lot of kids that may have been scared of you last year, but well, and at the time too, there was a quite a bit of different question change, right. From intermediate to experience. That's so. very true. Yeah. So that was, that was a big adjustment last year um, for sure. But and yeah. all in all, it was just, it was a huge, honor to win and and we worked re we worked really hard all summer all, all year we had worked really hard and and really tried to keep a humble attitude and just really do our best and respect every other team because that's one thing that if you if you think you're better than you know once you think you're better than the other team and you got it in the bag before you sit down at the quiz board you're in trouble so we always try to give every team no matter who we quiz the respect that, that they deserve and to just quiz our best not against them we're just quizzing our best well you know? you know you know that when you have a quiz practice and you sit down and you quiz and you literally lose to nobody <laughs> that anything is possible yes for, in a bible quiz if there are other coaches or teams out there that do that you're not alone. You're not alone. Yeah, we quiz against the ghost team. We called it the phantom team. Oh, you call it yeah, phantom. We call it the ghost team, and where the ghost team only gets rereads yeah. correct. That's right. They never miss a reread, but they, they never interrupt. They never beat you the buzzer, but they get every reread right, and we have lost more time to the ghost team than anyone else. They they have they. I'd say at least once every practice we lost oh, the family. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's some good practices here and there rarely, but you know it's amazing how kids can have you know such an awful practice. The Wednesday, we practice on Wednesdays, the Wednesday before a tournament, and then they quiz grade the tournament. It's like where was this three nights ago? You know, and um, they just never never cease to blow me away with with that. You know, I, I was of course. You know, that was a great quiz, fantastic. And I, one of the things that I thought was cool about it was what you mentioned is that Avery quizzed out, right? And then Sherwin got the one. Right. It was just so cool that they both were so key right. in doing it. Was, it was sort of exemplified what had been going on all year. Right. They, they, they worked together. It was a team effort. It, yeah, and, absolutely. And they both really kind of played the same roles that they had all year. And to the highest level of success. I just thought that was really neat, yeah. the way that it sort of played out. It was good. I think it was redeeming for Sherwin because he, he, like I said, he always just put a lot of pressure on himself and striving to be, strove to be great. And he struggled with that quiz. Up until that point, he had kind of had a rough quiz. And to be able to not worry about the struggles right. before on all those other questions and to step up on 19 to win it, you know, at the end and to – to just put it all behind him and none of that matters. I'm going to focus on this question and uh, to be able to step up in the moment and, and get it, the job done was awesome to see. And But when, like so much respect to the McDonald's and that team, they, they, if they would have beat us twice, I it wouldn't surprise me. They quizzed amazing. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing them this year. So yeah. uh, they got, I believe they got second at their BQE over in Western division. So that'll be, uh, it'll be fun to see them again. Yeah. So we've spent a lot of time, you know, talking about a lot of different things. I want to kind of switch gears a little bit, um, talk a little bit about the ministry aspect of quizzing. You know, what I think both of us enjoy the technical side of it a lot, um, sort of the 
interruption science and all those things, but really we both know, and I think have a passion for the ministry of Bible quizzing. So I guess what I would want to ask you is um, what do you think are some of the benefits from a ministry standpoint of Bible quizzing that really um, make such, make it such a, a, a great ministry for young people? Well, some kids are just kind of built for competing at a high level at something like you're, you're a very competitive guy, sports, you grew up playing sports and everything. And what's great is Bible quizzing, you know, it, it gives them a safe, truly profitable, profitable place to accomplish that and to, to let them learn a lot of life lessons and a lot of things that are truly important that maybe they could learn outside and in, uh, in a different place. But to be able to learn those life lessons in this ministry is, uh, to me, the best place to learn. I things. love that word you said, safe. That's a great word. And that's a word that Sister Jean uses a lot. I don't know if that's where you heard it or not, but she, she says that same thing. It's a safe environment for them to grow up right? in a lot of ways. Um, I, I love how the kids learn to connect the verses and understand truly what the verses are saying and what they mean and how they learn to dig deeper into other translations or into the Greek and Hebrew and how they truly appreciate the Word of God through that. Um, senior quizzers, they, they have to understand what the verses are saying to be able to do well in the questions, which is great in my opinion. I love being in quiz practice and when we aren't sure what a verse is saying, we just pause and we just pause the practice yeah, and we'll take, awesome. we'll take 10 minutes to really dive into a verse and to dig in and talk about it. And that's some of the, my favorite memories with the kids is, is you know, if stories. I don't get the last three questions done, so what? Yeah. If I've spent that 10 minutes helping them understand something about the word, that's, that's great. I agree. And it's great seeing them grow into where I don't have to initiate that yeah. anymore. Like they want to know. Right. So they like, you know, Oh, I always, you know, Sherwin will have his phone out and I'm about to like, be like, put your phone up. And then I realize he's looking at other translations. He's digging and he's trying to figure something out. Like he's, you know, I'm like, Oh, sorry. Like they like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to stop that. <laughs> you know, you know, you want him to, you want them to dig deeper and to, to get a greater knowledge of, of what it's saying. Um, and, uh, and a, and a desire to understand and learn the word of God. That's, that's just, what I love about this. Right. And that, and that, and that's one of the things that I love about brother Fobert and what he's, where he's kind of driving the ministry is driving that. And even the way he writes questions, you can tell, you know, a lot of times we look for little uh, giveaways or little um, consistencies from a question writer that will kind of point us in the right direction. And I think with him, it's, I, in my opinion, he writes questions trying to, to help kids learn what they're actually reading. Right. what it means, what it's saying, not just, you know, what the words are. I, I appreciate that uh, a lot. Um, and I agree with all those things you said. And I think I would probably hone in on seeing maybe some of what some people might say are less spiritual things, like the life lessons things. I think a lot of times that gets overlooked. Um, so many life lessons can be learned through Bible quizzing. Um, you know, even things like sportsmanship or um, just learning how to discipline yourself every day. Teamwork to me is huge. Yeah, it's huge. Um, and one thing that I think that a lot of people don't maybe necessarily um, sort of get is Bible quizzers understand their own brains. 
you know, they know how they think. They know how they learn. They spent every day for how many years doing this, right? And so they develop an understanding of their own learning patterns and their own, I mean, you think of, um, um, and they're all different, right? right. Um, we, I had a quizzer, obviously Grayson, who was, I have to learn six, seven verses a day every day. This is just the way I have to do it. I can't do anything else. Luke wanted to learn a hundred verses a week <laughs> and then just review for two weeks. And, and you know, it just, it's just all different, which if you know, Luke, that shouldn't surprise you at all. I have to tell an embarrassing Luke story. Okay. So <laughs> we, we were going down to the Lonnie Brown Memorial tournament one May. This was last year, I think. And we, you let us crash at your place cause you're only 45 minutes away and we were four hours away. And uh, we all slept in your living room, you know, on the couch, on the floor. And Luke curled up on this round ottoman thing and slept. And so, Is this the spatula story? Yes. <laughs> so we all wake up and everyone's kind of groggy and we're trying to get ready. We're trying to go. And I'm always, I'm always on the kids to, you know, let's go. Get up. Get up. Get up. Because they're just stuck to the pillow, you know. And Luke kind of sits his head up and he's like, I had a dream last night. <laughs> You all were spatulas. <laughs> you were a wooden spatula. You were a metal spatula. You are just spatulas with your face on them. And that was, that's Luke. That was, that's exactly <laughs> right. That's Luke. And there's only one of them. Thank God for that. I love that kid. Uh, he, uh, he was a lot of fun. He was a lot of he, fun. He, he thought differently. It's like we always, we said a thousand times that all the kids are different, but they are. They all, they're all different. They learn differently. They, you know, last year I had Nathan Fisher on our team, and he was kind of like that. I want to learn forty-five right now because I'm focused and I'm doing it, and then I'll, and then I'll. You well, know. the problem Nate was he wanted to learn forty-five as he was going driving to the tournament. <laughs> but the, the problem was he could do it and yeah, still as well. So, yeah, it was exactly so right. Frustrating, but um, every kid's different. And, and they learn themselves though, right? And right. They, and then that becomes an advantage for them. And I think when you had Eric on. He's talking about all these things that he's doing and all the stuff that he's got going on. He knows what his capabilities are. He knows what he has to set himself down and do. And I think for him, you know, whether I'm sure he probably realizes it, but that's a huge advantage for him. Right. Going through college and even into your career, just having that understanding of your strengths and your weaknesses and how to schedule yourself and how to manage yourself. And that's a big thing that Bible quizzing does for kids. Yeah, learning how to study and how to focus and how to manage your time are just so crucial in life and are crucial to quiz at a high level. So if you can learn those as a quizzer and bring those with you into your career, into your life, it's a huge, huge step forward to me. And I, I didn't learn some of that stuff, obviously, when I was a quizzer. I wish I would have. I had learned the hard way, in my opinion, in some other areas of life. So... If you can learn that now, quizzers, you'll be much better for it in the long run. Yeah, you're always better off to learn from others than from your own mistakes. <laughs> so we've talked a lot um, about um, sort of what drives you and what motivates you on this thing. Um, but I, I was kind of would like for you to maybe talk a little bit more about what it is about this particular ministry that makes it so special to you. You, you have committed to it. You've kind of gone in the whole way, you know. Um, what What is it about Bible quizzing that really makes it command your time the way that it does? Um, well, first of all, I feel 
100% called to yeah, be that's, to the, that's to so the Bible important. quizzing ministry. And, and we kind of missed – I think we might have missed a question earlier about how I got started coaching. I got asked to coach. But um, like I said, I was a quizzer, and then we came to Bloomington and started at our church. And um, we'd been there – for a month or two and we were just or we've been there for a few months and we were trying to get involved in in places my wife and i both do music and so we knew that's what we wanted to do and be a part of but we knew that wasn't really enough and we there was we we could offer more but we just didn't really know where we fit and uh randomly mark shukri who is the love brother shukri yeah a huge mentor of mine too he um he was our quiz coordinator and we'd never met, but I randomly got an email from him um, that basically said, Hey, um, we have a Bible quizzing ministry at our church and I really feel like you and your wife would be a good fit. He didn't know you or he didn't even know that you had Bible quizzes at all. He didn't know that I had been a Bible quizzer. We had never spoken in person. And uh, when I saw that email, I just kind of looked at Jessica and I was just like, this is it. Like, like this is a God thing. Yeah, like yeah. this 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 is it. And my wife's like, What is Bible quizzing? What is what, what are you talking about? <laughs> and uh she was like, I what? I don't and I'm like, No, this is awesome. Like I, this is perfect. Like I really think I really want to do this. And I don't know, it just from the moment I got that email, it's like I knew that that, that this was right. And uh and I think God's confirmed that to me that that this is his will and his his plan for me in my life and i've learned so much myself like i know my quizzers have grown so much but i've grown as much as them um through this ministry and, and it's it so been uh, it's been great to watch that it really has I, and i but i appreciate that what makes this ministry so special to me is the kids like and i've said that before is like their development and them growing spiritually and and them interacting with like-minded kids in the bible quizzing community and growing with them and the fellowship and the love and the, the lessons and everything like we've talked about it a lot of it but it's that is it's it's what makes it special to see them grow not only spiritually socially emotionally and in their knowledge and understanding and you give back what you put into this thing you know to me quizzing is one of those places where you know, if you work hard, you'll get rewarded. And if you don't work hard, you're, you won't, you know, you, you put what you get into it. Well, God is a rewarder of them that not just seek him, but diligently. Yep. And that's Amen. very true with Bible quizzing. I knew that if I wanted my kids to be all in and committed, that I had to be the exact same way. So I couldn't demand anything of them that I was setting the example. Exactly. I couldn't demand anything of them that I wasn't doing myself. And so I expected a lot from them. And so, um, I expect a lot from myself and, uh, I had to lead them in that commitment and, um, and they followed through because I mean, it's a lot easier for them to follow if you lead by example. And, uh, Honestly, just I fell in love with coaching, and I love coaching. You know, basketball. If I'm on the basketball team, I'm probably not going to score a lot of buckets, but I I love to encourage and to motivate and to find the best way to the work as a team to win. It. I just yeah. anything like that, like that's just built for me. And I found a place that I can do that, and 
and and it's where I mean, obviously, I would give up any other sport. This is the best place to to have the opportunity to do that. The like we said, a safe environment for our kids to grow spiritually and to have you know this word, this the word of God that they're putting in their hearts to guide them. Like you said, you just quit one year, mm-hmm. you know, and you you've said that that has really guided you. I, I, I literally cannot count the number of times that those those Pauline verses have changed direction or been the exact whisper of the spirit that I needed at the exact right time. It's it's uh, God is amazing, dude. He really is. But yeah, I uh, I just kind of felt like this was a calling for me, and I had kids that worked hard and motivated me too, and I don't want to let them down, and I I. I, I just kind of jumped in head first and uh, took just, Jessica with you. I took Jessica with me, <laughs> usually against her her will, but she uh, she has fallen in love with this. Which, by the way, well. Jessica has turned into an excellent coach up I, on her own right. I agree, and she she definitely has a lot of great. She's a teacher. She has an education degree, and she's very good at at motivating the kids and encouraging them and building them up. And uh, she's done a really good job this year and she's done a good job for a few years she had she had a tough quiz she had to coach Nathan for a few years and that um it was good for him because he respected her more than he respected me (laughs) here's the thing about Nathan I coached him for one year and I think he was 15 years old at the time he was already way smarter than me at 15 years old (laughs) so he is uh, he was an exceptionally bright individual he was but she was a good fit to coach him and and she's she's done a great job this year and um i i it took her a while sometimes she 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 doesn't enjoy the grind of quizzing as much as i do the week to week day-to-day stuff she loves the tournaments and coaching and with being with the kids and stuff so um but she's really grown into it and she uh she didn't know anything about it when we got started but She's done a great job. And she's got a really good team this year, too. So watch out for <laughs> watch out for uh, Jessica's team at Nashville this year. Okay, we've talked uh, – again, we've talked a lot. Um, but one of the things that you guys – you had mentioned, I think, last time in your chat with Brother Votaw um, was maybe about having someone on that be maybe a good – and I use the word ambassador. I'm not sure that's the word you used on the chat – for Bible quizzing and someone that could promote the ministry – um, and in my opinion, when you said that, I thought, well, man, Philip, that you're talking about yourself there. Um, so I guess my question is, you've talked several times, and we know this, I mean, throughout the course of your podcast, you've mentioned this several times, that Illinois has just taken off in the last 10 years. And we heard it again tonight in our end of the year banquet ceremony. Literally 10 years ago, we had half of one team. Um, and tonight we had a room with almost 200 people in it um, celebrating the end of the year. We had 25 teams and a lot of growth. And we know personally that that's, a lot of that is attributed to the great leadership that we've had. And I, and I told, of course, we are in the middle of a transition period. Um, our outgoing um, senior district coordinators, Brother Ben and Sister Dana Sawyer, I feel like we're the right people for the right job. Yeah, at that time, and they have done a tremendous job. Um, and also a part of that, we would be just crazy not to mention Brother and Sister Murray, mm-hmm. who have just done tremendous work with the junior program. And so some of that growth is organic, but a lot of it is not. So my question to you is, what do you think maybe 
um, help drive some of that growth? What is it maybe that some uh, that we could do even to grow more or that some other districts might be able to do to promote some of that growth? What, what In your opinion, what is it that kind of pushes that along? Um, to me, like you said, leadership is the key and it kind of starts on the top and the bottom at the same time. You have to have the youth president on board. You have to have the, um, the your pastor on board. You have to have your coordinators. Everybody has to be about Bible quizzing and, and wanting to grow it. And then at the bottom, you have to have quiz parents first, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Quiz quiz parents, quiz that. families that, that see Bible quizzing for, for what it is and, and what it can be for their family and just commit and buy in and say, this is this is going to be a part of our life, our daily life. We're going to be a Bible quizzing family. Mm -hmm. And if you can get one of those families in a church and to be an ambassador in their own church, um, that's, that is huge. Um, sometimes it starts, yeah. So at our church, it started with one parent that didn't even have kids old enough to quiz. This was probably in 2010 or so. And she knew she wanted her kids to quiz eventually, but she just found a passion for Bible quizzing somewhere. And she went to our pastor and wanted to start it. And, you know, I had, I'd like to talk to her more to figure out exactly what stemmed that. But, um, it just took one person just kind of finding that passion and starting it. And then Brother Shukri ended up moving to our church and it just grew and grew and grew. And um, sometimes it just takes that one person, you know, so it starts at the bottom with one person or one family or one parent to kind of get into it. And um, so that's, you know, that's hard. And we all kind of have to be investors about it. So, um, you need upper leadership to support and promote it to new churches, and you need families commit and jump in headfirst. Um, in Illinois, I really like that our junior program took off, and that really has started to show the last two years in our senior program. Um, Brother Murray was given the junior coordinator job, and he seemed like he really made a push for more churches to join. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like as it grew, people noticed that it was growing. Churches noticed that it was growing. Mm -hmm. And, you you know, they promoted at, at youth events and, and statewide events. And, and people start to say, hey, this Bible quizzing thing is really, you know, it's really, things really taking off. Maybe we need to look into this. Um, kind of put it on the radar a little bit. Right. The yeah. floodgates open and then more more churches decide to, to, to start. Um, and it's awesome that we've seen that translate to the seniors. And, and, and the more devoted coaches you get, the more – people there are to learn from the more people there are to be an ambassador about quizzing because i know i i'd love just talking about quizzing to just anybody if i know that if if i meet someone at another church or if i meet someone in church that has kids that are quizzing age i'm going to tell them about sure it, quizzing yeah i'm going to talk about you know what quizzing means to me and to us and what it's done in my life and uh, in our, my kids lives um it's just kind of part of who we are and and i know it's part of who you are and part of who i am um when we were talking about that i was thinking that that was stemming from a conversation about sister lisa kirkpatrick in nebraska and we were talking about how it's you know they're the only team in the state and um and how to grow it for them and and to me that's you know promotions from from leadership there to just trying, you just got to get one, if you can get one mama 
in the Bible quizzing at a church. You know, just it wants oh, her kids to know that word. Yes, yeah. you just if you you just got if you can just can convince them to get on board, it can just. I mean, I'm telling you, just in 2010, I don't even think APC had a Bible quizzing ministry at my church in Bloomington, and you know. Seven years later, we were blessed to win nationals. I mean, it just happened like that, you know, and it just takes one mama, one daddy, one one person just get a passion for it and, and, and to get support from their pastor and from leaders and to coordinate and build a team and build up kids and, and, to, uh, and to just give it the best shot. And we have seen, and that's one of the other things I think in Illinois is that support has really been sort of, bolstered over the last several years from the leadership right the general youth board the youth president and 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 all of those that have of course brother brown is our outgoing youth president's been fantastic and brother wilhelm and brother jason Covey, so many of them have really caught a vision of what bible quizzing can do right and 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 not just promoted it but provided tangible things to help promote it right and i know? think our national leaders too like brother absolutely Bear, brother jay they they do a great job and we're we're learning um we're learning how to push this thing further because obviously quizzing as a whole has been growing the last yeah. few years i think we've consistently i'm not sure if we've consistently grown but i know it's bigger now than it was a few years ago and we're i think we're we're getting more teams to nationals and it's um you know it's almost an impossible stat i, I understand it's just by the way sister ruth wilson does a fantastic job um, at the end of every quiz season, she kind of tries to put together a best estimate of how many kids went to state finals and all those things, and, and she does a really good job with that. But it's almost impossible, really, to figure out. But I would love to know the number of kids that are involved with Bible quizzing over the course of a year. I mean, I, it has to be thousands. I mean, yeah, it has I to don't be. Know. You know? Had, yeah, and, and you really can't know, but I would love to know that. Um, so you kind of touched on this. Obviously, the leadership and, and sort of the – grassroots movement um, from within a church, but are there things that you have done maybe or that you know um, others that have done that have maybe directly affected something? Is there anything that you do within your local area or district or anything that, that helps promote that? The biggest thing that we do at our church is my pastor, which I've said before, is just 100% on board with quizzing, is anytime we have a tournament, um, and we have we have a trophy presentation on Sunday morning, either that next Sunday or the one after that, typically. And he hoops and hollers and MCs uh -huh. and and gets up there and makes it a big deal. Every ribbon, I mean, every ribbon, every medal, every trophy, and and he just he's pumped and he's about it, you know. And and him and him doing that has uh, I know we have multiple quizzers, younger quizzers that the reason they wanted to quiz was because Pastor was so about it, you know, and so supportive and, and, and excited about it. So that was, that's great in our own church that I know that we're so blessed with the pastor that, that 100% supports Bible quizzing. But from a district level, um, I just really, a lot of it just comes from personal conversations and talking to coaches and talking to people that are newer or, or getting started and just trying to help them in any way I can We've done a couple small get-togethers with with some coaches um, in the like off season. Yeah, of small things are you know a church asked asked us to, to help right. them, and so we try and get a couple of the churches that are close by and meet. And um, myself and my wife and um, our junior coach Alan Smith and uh, and brother Shukri, we try to just go and we have our presentations. We try and do like an hour and a half, two hours of just 
like starting a Bible quizzing mm-hmm. ministry, like all the all the stuff you kind of need to get rolling to get started. We did that in Peoria mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, and now they've right. really grown a lot. Yeah, Peoria so, is tremendous uh, program going, ministry going there. Really excited about the, I know you've helped them a lot too. Um, so just anything like that, just when when any if anybody asks for help or wants to start, you know, it's it's important that we take that seriously and trying to build each other up and trying to to help the younger programs. Cause I know we were helped so much when we were a small program yeah. from guys like you and sister Jean and many others that, uh, I mean, to me, we had to pay that back to other programs. One of the things that I think that's unique about Bible quizzing that I like is that really Bible quizzing is one of those competitions where to me, and I think you probably feel the same way. You're not so much competing against other people as you are against sort of the best version of yourself, right? Right. Because I, I always felt like, and I know you feel this way, that if that if my two quizzers were quizzing as good as they could possibly quiz, they were going to win. The wins and losses would take care of themselves, right? Right. It's, it's, the, it's the old, it's the old, you do your best and you give it to God. And, and I think that that sort of breeds that mentality, and this is one of the things I appreciate about, I appreciate about you, and, and I think it's it's actually prevalent in our ministry, is everybody wants to help everybody. Right. Everybody wants to help everybody else be the best they can. Um, and that's unique. That's not a competitive thing, right? Right. And so Bible quizzing to me is sort of that perfect blend of a competitive outlet, but still at the same time that that just sort of family atmosphere and that everybody wanting to be help each other be the best that they can be. And I, I love that about Bible quizzing. Me too. Um, that's one of my favorite things. Is uh is that we can be competing but still prefer one another and love one another and be for one another. Um, I am a competitive person, as are you. I wouldn't know anything. <laughs> we are both very competitive people, but um, I was shown the right mindset to have by people like yourself and and Sister Jean and others. And this is a ministry, and in the end, we want what's best for the kids and um not for ourselves and we want and and by kids i mean not just our kids but i want what's best for your kids and for for you know peoria's kids and for everybody's kids and um i want all of our quizzers to reach their potential and that can only happen if we work together and uh you and i are open books with our techniques and strategies and anything else. And we're, we're very open with each other. We sure. don't hide our or cards. Or anybody else for that matter. Yeah. We don't hide our cards. We, we discuss things and ways to be better. And, and we've had know. timeouts at nationals together at the same yeah, time. We, quizzing we, each we other. We're, yeah. Oh yeah. We're, we're, we're talking, you know, in, encouraging each other. And yeah, those, some of the quizzing you guys at nationals are some great memories of just like, you know, we're, we're just, we, if we lose, then I'd, I'd you know, so I don't what? mind losing you guys. Yeah. We're, we're, we're just, we're friends. You know, some of that to me goes back to, and this is an important thing about this ministry is how you define success. If you, and, and I know you know this, if you define success with, with the trophies you bring home or the ribbons you bring home, you're really missing an opportunity there. And defining success is, is, is way beyond that. And I think that kind of goes to what you're talking about. Right. Um, there was a, there's a, I think there's a document on seniorbiblequizzing.com about a girl, a girl wrote it and that's a quizzer. She would, you know, the other team would hit the buzzer and she would pray that they would get it right on the other team because they, she wanted them to, 
to do their best. You know, like you, you, sh- you know, to, you, you shouldn't want the other team to miss it to, you know, and, and that's hard. <laughs> like, and I've had Wizards like that too. I, it, in my mind, in my carnal mind, it's just so it's against difficult your, it for just, that to reconcile. Oh, but yeah, it, but that is, I think that's, that's Bible like, That's a godly mindset. Yeah. That's Christ-like, and uh, that we support each other. And and it's hard to reach that point, but I think that is a goal we should try strive for. Um, but I, you know, I uh, I enjoy helping other teams and helping other quizzers and other coaches as much as I can. You know, I don't know. Everything. I'm still. I've learned so much this year, coaching things that I probably should have known a long time ago. But we're always learning, and and um, I feel like the Lord's blessed us because you know we we don't hide our cards, and we want to help other ministries, which is another reason that we start. I wanted to start this podcast, and that that kind of leads me to what I what I think probably will be our last question tonight is, you know, we. We've talked a lot about some of the podcasts that you have. What is it that really drove you to do this? And I know you've kind of mentioned it and kind of talked around it a little bit. But was there a moment? Was there a was there an incident? Something that you said, you know what? This is something I want to do because this is a lot of work. I mean, it's this is not this this doesn't happen. You know, uh, there's a lot that goes into it. So what what was it that really sort of put you over the edge of saying this? I want to commit and I want to do this. Um. Last Nationals, I, I met, like I said, I met so many awesome people, and I was having these conversations, and we were talking about quizzing, and I was learning a lot from these people, and I was hearing a lot of people's stories, you know, like what they, you know, what how they've grown up, or things quizzing's done in their life, or just their quizzing background, or just cool anecdotes, just cool stories, right. and, and I was just like, man, like, there are so many people that would benefit from hearing from these people, mm-hmm. but they don't get the opportunities to, to, to talk to, to everyone. And I thought that it would be cool to be able to try and bring that to anyone that would listen. Like I, you know, if you're interested in Bible quizzing, you like talking about Bible quizzing, why can't we talk about it and put it out there? And, and if anybody wants to, to listen, then, then great. And we can try and educate and help people. And, and I know there's some districts that are smaller that don't have as much camaraderie, don't have as many coaches to learn from right. like I was blessed with. And if I can bring that and help just one team just learn anything and be better for it, then uh, then it was worth it. And I, I talked to Jacob Tapia. He's a good buddy of mine. I've known Jacob since 2001. Um, and Jacob is hilarious. He's awesome. And he has his own podcast for ministry stuff. And my idea initially was like, Jake, your podcast is really good. You're awesome. And he loves Bible quizzing. And I was like, why don't you have like a once a month quizzing focused podcast and I can like feed you people. (laughs) You know, I know a lot of people in the Bible quizzing community. I can just like feed them to you and you can like do it. And he, and I was talking to him and I was trying to figure out, you know, more about podcasting. I had no clue. I didn't know what it it took or what I needed to go into it. And I was trying to convince him to, to do it and he just kind of stopped me he was like phil you need to do it and he was right he was <laughs> and i was and and my dad it was, i was on the we had it playing through the bluetooth in the car my dad was in the car with me and my dad kind of looked at me and was like he's right and uh and I was, thank you <laughs> Jacob, back there. You're watching. Uh, and he uh and 
that was that that was the moment I was like, you know what, I probably should. And you know, we're we're blessed nowadays, technology so so far mm-hmm. ahead than than we were. We have unlimited bandwidth on the internet to put as much content mm-hmm. as we want, and it's it's not. Even a, even a two-hour talk between friends about Bible. Yeah, yeah, and 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 uh, so why not take advantage of it and and try and put content out for people to learn and grow or just enjoy, you know? And if you want to listen to it, you know, I'm not going to make anybody listen to it, and I don't, I don't make any money. I don't plan on making any money from this. Uh, well, wait a minute. This is not a paying gig. No, I'm not paying. You. Oh, oh, that's <laughs> great that you waited till the very end to tell me that. Um, but, uh, I want, I want to be able to help any quiz or coach anywhere, you know, Washington state, Florida, Maine, wherever. Um, I knew that, uh, that it may be tough to get started and get going in some of these places. And if I can put content out there to, to help, then it was worth it, you know? And, and I started looking into what it would take to get it started and started thinking about guests and who I could have on and, I was like, man, I was like, this this person would be awesome to talk to, and this person, and then when I could talk about this subject with this person, and I just kind of saw the path, you know, saw the saw what it could be, and uh, and just decided to give it a shot, and um, it's been so much fun. I really enjoyed doing this. I've learned a lot. I, I learned that I hate the way I sound when I'm recorded on video. So have to get over that. Have a little humility. That's probably not going to change. You're going to have to just <laughs> deal with it. And uh, I've I've learned I've learned a lot. And I my wife supports me, um, and and that's a big deal. <laughs> and uh, I I just I got the equipment I needed and just decided to give it a shot. And people have been so supportive and. Um, and there's been great feedback. I was a little like I don't want to say discouraged, but I was kind of like my passion was waning a little bit um and we were at a junior quiz tournament last weekend and then a lady just recognized me from the podcast it was like here and she was like i enjoy it so much it's blessed me and blah 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 and i was like i really needed to hear that you know and uh that really encouraged me and i was like you know what it's helping people and that's all that's all i wanted to be it's just something to help people um so yeah, if you guys have any, you know, anything you want to say, if you've learned anything, um, if you enjoyed it, uh, it's really encouraging because sometimes it can get, you know, you can get discouraged in a moment and, and sometimes need somebody to remind you that, Hey, you're making a difference. It might yes. be a small difference. You're making a difference. So you're making a difference. And well, I, I've had a lot of fun. And of course the two of us could sit here and talk about Bible quizzing until, dawn breaks without an issue yep um but for us it has been a very long day and for those of you that don't know we're um, we've had our district finals today um at brother phil's church brother phillips church for the host church where he was involved in a lot of the things that are setting up we're sitting here at what is almost midnight central time <laughs> yeah um and i i appreciate and this is and i only say that because it shows the level of commitment that you have to this this ministry and this podcast and i appreciate it i love you bud i'm glad we've gotten to know each other and been friends over the last few years you're an awesome coach you're a better guy probably the best decision you ever made in your life was to marry jessica that's obvious amen you guys are a great a great uh, team and man thrilled to be able to um 
to to serve in this ministry with you? Well, I I don't know where I'd be without you. You've been a huge mentor to me, and 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 been a great person, <clears throat> a, a great ambassador of cuisine in Illinois. I don't know anybody that <clears throat> just drops anything and drives six hours to help a church with cuisine. I mean, you've you've driven all over the state and to other states to help people and to build this ministry up and you've uh you've done an amazing job in everything you've done so and i in this, in this podcast was all you man you were like hey let's do it people want to hear from you so i'm going to come interview you well we'll find out if they wanted to hear from you or not <laughs> but uh yeah you know you're up at midnight just like i am so you have just as much passion for this thing as i do so Thank you for coming on, and I hope the uh, the sit down together conveys pretty well. So this is different. Yeah, I enjoyed we'll it. That. I have to. I've enjoyed it a lot. Appreciate it. Thank you for coming on, and uh, so guys, if you know, uh, we're on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, like and subscribe, please. We we appreciate your support. Uh, with that, I think we're gonna wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. All right. See y'all. See ya. <laughs>